I am not a robot. I have flesh. This flesh was grown. Was it on your body? It was on a body. It's working. I love it. I can feel the sinuses within me. You can feel the pollen coursing through your veins. Uh, it gives me it gives me power. I know its name and it gives me power over it. Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am sounding weird because of allergies, but luckily I'm here, Ricky. And I'm Sean. I have taken an allergy tablet, therefore allergies uh, do not affect me today. I forgot, and I'll take one after the news. Yeah, um, after the fact. After the so, fact. we have been gone a while, and then we apologize, but yes. life, life is crazy. Life happens. Life happens. <laughs> I've had T-ball and uh, just getting stuff done left and right and home stuff and no apologies. I'd have no regrets, but I'm ready to do this. Yes, let's do it. What, so, what, free comic book day, have? May the 4th, came and gone. But I did stop to enjoy and smell the roses, Sean. <laughs> I know. Trust me. So, there was a plan. And there was a plan. There was a plan, and I had two plans, but one plan fell through. Guess, that was guess, me. guess who that was. Um, so, I, my wife, and my children yes. all went to... Sherwood. Nice. And we started at uh, the arcade that is there, and I cannot remember the name, but I uh, saw it there last time we went to Kapow, walked in, looked around, looked amazing, took me, my two sons, paid $9 each person, and yeah. all the games are on free play. Play them as much as you want, play all day long, and it was great. So, so what nostalgia did you enjoy? Oh, man. First thing I got on, the Star Wars arcade, the vector graphics, fighting TIE fighters, then, into, then into the you know surface of the, of the Death Star where you have to shoot the square blocks on the ground, and yes. the ones on top of the pillars, you got to shoot the... Uh, uh, the 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 snowflakes that are coming at you that are supposed to be uh, bombs or something, and then the trench run, and it was great. First run through, blew it up. I was like, yeah. And I realized I was on the easy part. I was like, oh. <laughs> Dead it. Well, I mean, it's hard. It was hard to do when I was a kid, so I, yeah. I, I was very excited. Um, you know, and then did a little classic eight bit, sixteen bit. Did some dance, dance, whatever with uh, Hudson. It was awesome. That's um, funny. And th- this arcade, and if I haven't described it before, classic machines up to maybe machines from the past fifteen years. Um, probably nice. you know. Do they have Simpsons? Yes, they d- absolutely did. They had Bo Turtles, uh, four player. They had oh. uh, Simpsons. Uh, they had Killer Instinct, they had Mortal Kombat, they had Street Fighter, X-Men? Super Street Fighter 2. They did not have an X-Men machine. Oh, my goodness. But they also had, uh, like, uh, air hockey. They had uh, cocktail table video game machines like Pac-Man and uh, Frogger. And they had a bunch Side of bike. console TVs with Ataris. Uh, oh my goodness! NESs, Super NESs. Pitfall? Is there Pitfall? Absolutely. <gasps> I have to go. I have to go. Pitfall. Nine dollars all day long. 
man, if they had an X Men game, I'd just take a take a sleeping bag. We spent about two hours there and had a great time. But then you stepped as over. Soon as, as soon as I paid for them, he's like, "You do comic books?" I was like, "Absolutely, I do." He's like, "Free comic book day. Go grab your stuff. Don't worry about it. I I know you paid." I was like, "Awesome." So. Walked over to Kapow, and they were hopping. I have, was so happy to see this store was so busy. I mean, the the people were running their butts off, helping customers. There were customers everywhere. Got my free comic book stuff. Got some killer, killer. Sean, I did not know this the last time I was there because they moved it up to the front. They have $1 comic bins. They have about, oh... I want to say oh, yeah. like 50 bins yes. of $1 comics. Yeah, it's unreal. <sighs> but um, I found, like I bought all the um, official handbook to the Marvel Universe they had. Yes. I, and I, I mean, I didn't think they would have them back. I didn't think they'd have old back issues up there for a dollar. I thought, you know, a newer store and whatever. No, they had plenty of, I, I have to go through and dig because, I mean, they had everything. Like, I completed all of my uh, Fisher Handbook Marvel Universe, uh, Volume uh, 1, Deluxe, uh, um, Update 89, and and on top of that, the Loose Leaf version, um, I got like 1 through 5 and then 7, all wow. for a dollar. And That's awesome. Oh, I loved it. Um and I picked up a couple other things. I, I did pick up something I'll mention in local hall. Uh, I'm not going to waste the entire uh, yeah, yeah. hall here. But uh, had a great time and then went and met uh, my friend Brad and his son and ate at the Purple Onion in uh, Cabot, where nice. we also went by Collector's Paradise. So uh. I will be talking about a few things later on in the show. But... Uh, Sean, what did you do? Uh, nothing that exciting. Ugh. I, I, I have worked a lot. That 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 just comes down to the gist of it. That's all there is to be said. Is I have worked a lot. The end. Work hard, play hard. That's all. I, that's that's all right. I, yeah. That's right. Absolutely. So, we've got a bunch of news about Hulu. A lot from the past two weeks. Uh, we'll yes. start with the biggest thing with today. Disney will own Hulu. Well, has the, is controlling Hulu 100% as of today. They do not own it outright, but they have the controlling interest. They have signed a deal with Comcast. Uh, by right. 2024, they will be 100% owner of Hulu. They, ha- they are taking the wheel, <laughs> so to speak. Wow. So that's that begs an interesting question. Like so, if they're going to have Disney Plus, what are they going to yeah. do with Hulu? That's where you control the the market outside of your your designated viewer area. You yeah. mean, I mean, within the Disney Plus, you know, you're going to have all the MCU, the, all the Star Wars, all the Disney classics. But you know, Disney's got their hand in every single cookie jar they can. Like something like Hulu allows them to, you know, really control the the ebb and flow of what's watched on streaming media. Well, let's talk about an article that's right next to this. Uh, Hulu announced that they're going to do a Ghost Rider, Hellstorm, and Hellstorm TV series. Gabriel Luna 
who was the Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is coming back for this series. And that you enjoyed beg- that, right? That begs an interesting... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I am perfectly... I am ex- super excited about this because not only did I love Gabriel Luna in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Ghost Rider, I'm perfectly fine with that Ghost Rider. Robbie Reyes is, is fine. Uh, it's yes. a great story. It's a good character. I don't have a problem with that at all. But they've already tied this character to Johnny Blaze in the series. I guarantee you they dig into backstory. They will have to involve other Ghost Riders and other great heroes and villains that are related to him, and I cannot wait to see this. I know, you'll be flipping out. Yeah, and then Damien Hellstorm? Ah, come on, dude, that's classic 70s Marvel. Son of Satan! You're going to have a blast. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited, but, but when I seen the announcement, I just knew how amped you would be. So I wonder about this. If Disney controls Hulu, but Hulu's its own company, what if Disney licensed out the Netflix characters to Hulu instead of them doing it, but Hulu does the... Can can Hulu do something with those characters where Disney's under contract that they can't for two years? Oh my goodness. Netflix would be rubbed so raw. (laughs) Well, they they deserve it for that stupid contract. Ugh. That 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 would be awesome. I, I'm down for that. I'm down for it. I would love it. I would absolutely yeah. love yeah. it. As long you have to keep the casting. Like seriously, you have to keep Punisher and Daredevil. Oh yeah, that, I was I was thinking and, of and, and I was thinking Jones. of uh, Wilson Fisk. You know, as played by uh, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio today. Yes, that's the only way to go. That would be amazing. Like so, that's a really great idea. It'd be fun. On our next topic, Quentin Tarantino, your favorite. I, I know. Like, you know, the he says here, him doing a Star Trek movie is still a very big possibility. But what I try to wrap my head around is Quentin Tarantino and Star Trek. It just seems so Star Trek. And, and Tarantino's Tarantino, like... D- do you think you, that's a mix that could happen? I mean, it's an odd mix. Well, it, it depends. Could it, depends. it could be amazing. It could be amazing. Yeah, I mean, so obviously what what you think is going to happen isn't what's going to happen. Like it's not going to right. be it's not going to be Django in, in Star Trek. That that's not what that's going to be. It's going to be Quentin Tarantino doing a Star Trek film. He is going to be playing with somebody else's toys, but the way he wants to play with them. Uh, you know, there there are several directors and 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 people who have done this kind of thing before that step step outside of their box and take on a challenge of, you know, molding something around their sensibility. He it's not going to be it's not going to be quotable lines. Uh, left and right for, you know, uh, Samuel Jackson and and you know anybody else in in his normal. It's not going to be his normal fare. He he has already stated he loves Star Trek. He grew up with it as a kid. It's one of his favorite things. Movies are his bread and butter. Right. He he will probably be a chameleon here. He will do a very great looking, very well written Star Trek movie that. Has some do, que- do people think- will question the directional choices, 
and the dialogue will be very Quentin Tarantino-y. But I, I want to see Tarantino tiptoe his dialogue through a Star Trek film because you you can you can listen to to you know anything from Reservoir Dogs to Kill Bill to you know Django and all those films the the I don't know the actors have a presence that you know like you said the dialogue is usually what keeps a Tarantino film moving which should work well for a Star Trek film cuz well, Star Trek isn't just space lasers and you know set to fire and all that there's definitely more going on there so he could he can handle that part it's just can he restrain himself from you know he has violent tendencies when he uh in his movies he has uh you know his his cursing level is definitely off the charts when it comes to his movies there's there's literal no holds bar in his movies so you know he's gonna dial it back a little and will we get that tarantino feel well will i think it'll able, i think it'll will feel you be able more... to take somebody that has never seen a tarantino or you know is familiar but doesn't know this is directed by tarantino i think and it watched will... it I think it'll feel more like true romance than Reservoir Dogs. I mean, that's a bad example that, because he he didn't he didn't direct that movie, but that right. movie is a little dialed back in the Quentin Tarantino isms. I mean, he comes yeah, through I, in that I script, agree. but it's a little yeah. softer. Um, I like it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good and I'm point. super excited to see this. I do I do not bemoan this. I I would be really excited to see a fresh take. Like Star Trek Discovery. I mean, it is not classic Star Trek by any means. There's a lot of it peppered in there, and they yeah. work it in really well, but it is a hardcore sci-fi story, and that's that's not really what Star Trek is is about. I mean, some people actually dislike Discovery because it isn't, you know, next generation. Well, you have Orville. That is very next generation, so... You know, everybody's got their thing. It, it, Discovery is a little more Star Warsy than Star Trek, but you're just drawing me in more and more. Yeah, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Uh, Let, so, let's talk about let's talk about whether we think this is fine. Well, do you want to talk uh, HBO oh, or do I, you want to talk? Oh, HBO. You HBO. going to go HBO? Okay, yes. Go ahead. Um, you know, I I watched so, well, the now. Now, this was the teaser. We have right. since gotten the trailer. You've watched the trailer. I believe so. The Watchmen. And while watching that, I recognized Rorschach's mask. And, um, yeah, that, that's about it. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, this, this takes place further down the road in the world of Watchmen. I mean, yes. uh, gay... Uh, uh, Rorschach's journal, of course, was published, and there are several people who agree with, know what's happened and what's going on, and have have had this little cultish thing following in their hero of Rorschach, and we see, um... I could, I could oh, see Osmandius. myself joining that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Osmandius, you know, sitting there being, being all um, cool and meditative, yeah. Yes, yes. What a tool. <laughs> but uh, I'm 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 kind of excited to see this as well. I will be keeping my HBO subscription to watch this. So when does this start? 
Um, I would have to get a date. Oh, but right. uh, so also HBO related. I haven't got a note here, and I, and do you have more to talk about on Watch? Oh no, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Uh, yeah. Have you watched? The, there's only two episodes out right now, but have you watched any of Chernobyl? I want to. I, uh, I'm waiting for two or three episodes deep so I can binge. Well, I, the second episodes that. come out. I haven't watched it. I watched the yeah. first episode, Amazing. and it is great, dude. Yeah, it is absolutely great. Uh, the stuff I'm pumped for. It. And if I mean, we've probably went over this stuff before, but me and Sean and I are both a little bit of science nerds as well as everything else. Yes, and they really do. They really do some service to the science part of what's going on. Like yeah. there, there's you know stuff that's communicated just by looks of characters that you we know about, like the graphite and everything like that. It's like oh, uh, yeah. that's not. Don't pick that up. Don't pick that. Oh my god, you're dead, dude. Yeah, really. <laughs> he it's he that picked bad. that up. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. Like it's I, I can't it's good wait to see once you know honestly, I, I've watched enough documentaries to know how it occurred and you know what all they tried to do. What I want to see HBO pull off is, you know, I, I want to see all the government inner workings as to the attempted cover up and then the eventual we can't cover this up. Right, we have well, so- to say something. And uh, this is out of the wheelhouse, possibly, but uh, it's a great show. Uh, I suggest people watch it. Probably this needs to be in Have You Seen It. But, I mean, when I was, let's see, uh, when I was 9 or 10 years old, the the Chernobyl nuclear plant in Russia exploded. And, you know, there was this already this Cold War fear and, and, and nuclear energy, and nobody at that age really understood, and... You know, what was going on? You know, as a kid, you're like, what? What is this? Nuclear weapon? What is? What happens? Two rocks slam together? What? So, so, so as somebody that and, experienced this old enough to remember it, do, do you remember having any kind of, like, fear or curiosity as a kid about oh, it? Yeah. Cause, oh, cause, yeah. Because, honestly, I, I would have been five. Yeah. I, I don't remember it. I, so, I and, th- and that's what I was getting to. I mean, when this thing happened, there was a global fear of, of radiation getting everywhere in the world. When, you know, what wind patterns? I mean, we, America and the rest of the world, because this happened in Russia. I mean, super right. secret. I mean, they, they closed off villages. They, you know, kept people from knowing anything. And, you know, it, it's, it's a disaster level of, you know, we recently had this happen again with the Fukushima nuclear reactor yeah. in 2011 in Japan. Right. Now, of course, we have world news now, so I mean, and we have more information about, you know, what happens whenever a, a meltdown occurs. But um, you know, at that time, we didn't know anything. We had uh, the day after. That's all we had, and, yeah. and science books from school. Looking up, what what is this? What happens? What's a bomb? What's the uh, Manhattan Project? Ah, the Philadelphia Experiment. Wait, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. yeah, and but but the really interesting thing about this is it it takes the human story of what happened, not the. You know, all we got was the big news and mm-hmm. this is, you know, Russia, this this evil place, which isn't actually that evil. There's people there and, then, you know, they're not trying to kill everybody. But, you know, this place that's they're communists and blah, 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 and this nuclear and, 
you know, everybody's freaking out, worried about yeah. radiation poisoning. And but this the show tells the human story of the people that were there, uh, people acting as, as heroes, being self-sacrificing to save others, you know, and of everything that goes on. I mean, it is a miniseries. The first episode, you know, is the initial you know, explosion, which oh. at the time they were, they were like, you're crazy. That nuclear reactor cannot explode. It's not a bomb. It's not built that way. Mm-hmm. You're telling me something that is physically impossible. And uh, of <laughs> course it, it did happen. And it's something they, they, they never accounted for and didn't know would happen. Um, and, and I'm not going to explain everything. Just yeah, go, so go watch series. the show. Yes. Yes. Nice. I'm, I'm ready excited. to watch the second episode. So, that's awesome. I'm off on my rant now. <laughs> Mo- moving on. Uh, Suicide Squad on. cast Ratcatcher. See, Who is Ratcatcher? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, the, that's like uh, like I was talking about before the podcast started, how I was disappointed that Michael Rooker dismissed being King Shark. Uh, I don't know who King Shark is. but Oh, thought- you haven't watched Flash! Oh, Sean! I'm sorry. I don't. But, you know, uh, the the fact that it was Michael Rooker had me excited. Uh, here's the deal when it comes to this Suicide Squad. Honestly, I'm just going to sit back, let James Gunn work his magic, and then whenever it's released, I'm going to go watch a great film because I'm sure it'll be done well. It'll, it will be. I, I have full faith in it, even though I don't – I'm not familiar with these characters. I, I don't have any – personal feelings towards these characters but i believe when it it comes to suicide squad uh i just had this conversation the other night with michelle she's like so are we gonna go see this suicide squad because we'd went to the last one in the movie theater and you know left feeling meh uh but this this i'll I'll probably go see it again i mean it's one of the few times i plan on giving dc my money in the theater is this Suicide Squad? I plan on that for sure. Yeah, what's the next one they got coming out? Uh, they just had Shazam. Is Wonder Woman two next up? Possibly. Possibly. Uh, I don't know. I'm ready for it. I don't. I don't keep up with it. I don't know. Uh, what's your opinion on Swamp Thing? Have you seen the trailers for I, it? I watched it. I, you know. I'm going to let uh, DC Universe, that's their app, right? DC Universe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let it get a few more things under its belt, and then it may be something that, you know, when during down season of sports, uh, when I cut certain, certain certain streaming services and all that, I might pick this up for a month or so and just binge watch everything on it. But watching Swamp Thing, like, I, I would watch that. That so looks really ever, fun. Did you ever watch the old movies? Yes, the, that's, the that's, that's the whole reason I would watch this is because I love the old movies. Oh I thought God. they were great. Uh, the rubber-suited, oh my gosh. Dude, it was fun. Yeah, it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Swamp, Swamp Thing movies were like in the same area of like Toxic Avenger for me, really. And I love I mean, Toxic like, Avenger. Ah, Toxie! Did, now, have you, I, I of course have not read any of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Have you ever approached it? I have not. I have not. But that, now that you mention it, that's something that probably should be on my to-read list. Yeah, and here's what kind of freak I am. So whenever I was young and dumb, yes. I 
went to uh, the flea market that was in Marshalls, the one you know very well, the great Batesville flea market that is no yes. longer there. It's now the, yes. a fabric store. Yes. Um, went and found a Fantastic Four number nine, uh, Iron Man and Submariner number one, the Ooh. the one issue that followed Tales of Suspense 99 that was right before Iron Man number one and Submariner number one. So they yeah. had a one-time, one-shot issue. That there. And I also had my hands on Swamp Thing number one. Yes. And I put it back because it was a DC comic. That is hilarious. That is the funniest thing ever. Dum da dum dum. Eh, you didn't know. You didn't know. Ah. You know, th- there's there's kids today buying comics that 30 years from now they're gonna be like, you know, I once held a blah 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 number one. You you you're telling the tale that has been told a thousand times. Don't feel bad about it. I once held an Avengers number one. I did. Oh my god. Well, dude. Uh, so I mean, that's like me. Uh, it had to be three or four years ago, maybe a little more. I went into Collector's Paradise when they very, very first opened and uh, put back an Avenging Spider-Man number nine, first appearance of Carol Danvers, you know, as Captain Marvel, I believe. <laughs> and, and I think he only wanted like 15 bucks for it or something like that at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'll get it later. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get it later. Yeah. And then I believe it was the last con we were both at. You know, I tried haggling on one, and I think the lowest I got him down to was like 170. And I was like, <laughs> no, never mind. I shall move on. So, yeah, dude, that's awesome that you held it, though. It's even better that you have the memory of it because now it'll just burn you for the rest of your life. Now, what what that'll be is, and I put this out on Twitter uh I had a conversation with a bunch of people about it, but, uh, like, so somebody posted, uh, oh, that they'd, they had found a, a New Mutants number 98, you know, first appearance, is it 98 or 94? Yeah, New Mutants 90, 98, the Deadpool? Yeah, first Deadpool. Yes, yeah. it is, yeah, it's 98. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, here's the thing. I quit collecting at number 97 because I couldn't stand Rob Liefeld's art. You win, Liefeld! Because <laughs> I know that that was whenever I was collecting and went, was going to the paper chase to buy my comics. Yes. And I absolutely know that I held, you know, three copies of, De- of New Mutants number 98 and put them back on the shelf. Said, nope, I'm done with this. That art is stupid. <laughs> wow. Wow. That one you should kick yourself. <sighs> like Leafield. you need to do a no, video. I will of you still stand kick- beside that Leafield is a bad artist. <laughs> I'm not kicking myself over that. That's funny. Um, Agents of Shield is back. Watch the first episode. Yeah. Uh, it's Agents of Shield. I mean, it's dumb well, fun. I I love it. Here's my question to you. Uh, in your opinion, Agents of Shield is is probably losing some steam. Correct. I ain't saying it's bad. Well, th- th- it's at a unique point because, of course, last season was last the last season. You know, okay. they filmed it. The last episode was the season ending or the series, series? ending episode. Okay. And then they go, okay, no, we're going to renew you for two more seasons. So everybody's like, yay, 
what are we going to do? <laughs> so, well, my, you know, they had to ramp question's... back up, ramp back story up. You know, they, they, they seriously ended the episode as the series ender. Yeah. So, uh, you can jump to... right back into whatever you want, actually. Yeah. That's a I nice mean, clean they, start. They've, they've, they've taken it in a good direction. Uh, they, they, they went after some threads they left hanging and then they worked somebody back in in a different way. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm interested to see what they do. So, of well, course, you, I'm the sucker ever, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Would you ever see this series moving to something like Hulu and then and then stepping up their game with a bigger budget? Um, I would love to see, you know, it's not so much the budget. It's it's the writing. I don't want it to be okay TV. I want it to be well-written. I want it right. to be... It's it's about a spy agency. You could make it, you know, I'm not saying you could get Marcus and McFeely from, you know, a uh, 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 Winter Soldier, but, you know... Maybe you could the get writer some, of 24 or something like that. Yeah, you could get some good writers on here and, and make it something special. I enjoyed the Ghost Rider. You know, I enjoyed the past series. You know, seeing Crusher Creel on there, seeing Mockingbird... You know, all that's good. You know, the Deathlock thing, they should bring Deathlock back. <laughs> I want Deathlock. I know. Um, I know you do. But anyway, you know, it's only got two more seasons. Uh, one of my fun things. I'm going to watch it. That's regardless. awesome. Okay, this next one. I, I want to know how you want to approach this do, without without giving away in-game stuff just yet, which which everybody that probably listens to this has already seen in-game at least well, once. Well, it doesn't have to, because I was watching, you know, in... Uh, so, the Spider-Man trailer mentions alternate dimensions. And... Yes. Multiverse. Every, everybody acted like, oh, they're introducing the multiverse! Like, back the, back the truck up just a few movies ago... Yeah. Whenever Doctor Strange was introduced, and the Ancient One is talking about the welcome to the multiverse, Doctor Strange. Yeah, she's talking about, about different, multiple dimensions. Yeah, I mean, this is not the first time we've heard this. Well, we know there's a multiverse. Well, I can't mention that for Captain yeah. Marvel spoilers, but <laughs> they could flip something on its ear and, and yeah. not go the way you think it's going to go, and it really ends up being something different. Uh, like they did in Captain Marvel. But, um, you know, they mentioned multiverse. This would be an opportunity to bring in Fantastic Four or X-Men. I'm Ooh. just saying. Like, Ooh. either, either Ooh, a stinger. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be something that the fact that we're all, you know, hanging on the edge of our seats waiting for something new, and then, you know, we're kind of in a lull point right now. And then Marvel's just like, Oh yeah, that gift you're looking for here it is, here it is. <laughs> Which you know, I'm I'm of two minds. Like, I don't mind them going, you know. Oh, the Fantastic Four are moving in. Here's they're moving into the old Avengers thing, and you know, well, where here's our origin now, and that's where they've been. They haven't been created yet in the MCU timeline. Or if they go, oh, we're uh, from another dimension, and we've been around for a long time, and we are full. You know, we don't need an origin. We have all our powers. We know what we're doing. We have to get us help stop the self. Yeah, demon. we don't need an origin that, again. Yeah, that's the, the that... Fantastic Four's origin is one of the most boring origins. I think. Like every time it's on TV, every movie it's been on, I'm just like, 
Come on already. Well, we know this. It, it's almost like Spider-Man to me. I'm just you like, could really say that about any character that's been around since the 60s. I mean, everybody... True. everybody, true. Knows, Superman, everybody knows his origin. Spider-Man, yes. everybody knows Batman. Everybody knows... You know, every, yes, we get it. We know. We know, you know. Moon Knight. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's do an origin for Moon Knight. There but you go. Not there so much go. the Fantastic Four. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I would be very happy if at the... Because they have the time, the deal's done, we're ready to go. They could easily start salting stuff in, in this movie. Do a film a stinger right now, tack it on in whatever. I'm uh, down. Have a doctor do, do it. it. I don't do get it. it. Okay. You have a great idea. Yeah, let's do it. Sean, Moving on to local hall. Ah! Do you, do you want to do you wanna tell us... Oh, excuse me. Oh, let me. I want to hear about your local hall. Okay, my, my local hall, uh, one I just remembered that I forgot to put on there. Um, first off, I, I you know, I talked up huge that I was going to get Dragon Ball Super Broly. Oh, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. Well, then, day one, I, I've said this on the podcast, I'm trying my best to buy pure digital because that's where I watch it. I don't, my, my PlayStation is my Blu-ray player, my DVD player, all that stuff. And that's in the living room. I'm not going to go in there every time I want to watch it. So I was going to buy it digital. Well, the only way to get it digital was to buy the physical copy. And I just couldn't see myself doing that because I have Google Play money. Like, I have collected, I've done a bunch of surveys. I've been giving cards. I have quite a bit of Google Play money. And finally, it comes out on digital on Google Play. I purchased Broly. Was able to watch it the other day. Absolutely incredible movie. Uh, Jax absolutely loved it. Michelle even had fun watching it. And just, I was really proud to have Broly on digital. Um, I also have this on digital. Nice. Yes. Nice. Um, Also, I, uh, long story short, uh, I ended up with some rewards points on something. And I spent those while something was on sale already and got it for an extremely cheap price for the total cost of $37. I have a GoPro Hero 7 Black. Yes. Back? But but what? What? Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, and let me just say, when if if like somebody that has had a Hero Five Black and then the six did not get great reviews, and then the seven has just blown up, and everybody was like, "Oh, with this thing, I don't I don't have to take my DSLR, I don't have to take my mirrorless," and I was like, "There's no way a GoPro does this." I, I'm telling you, dude, uh, I've walked around with it in my pocket for the past two weeks. I have taken multiple photos, multiple time-lapse videos. The processor on this uh, camera is absolutely amazing. It's amazing. Uh, amazing? And, uh, amazing. And I, I cannot wait to just play with this some more. Totally, thoroughly enjoying the Hero 7 Black when when summer finally comes and this rain goes away for a decent amount of time. We're going on several hikes 
and this thing's going with me. Um, just you know, I I love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing with some videos. You know, I upgraded my RAM and my computer just a few weeks ago, so now it can actually handle editing 4K, and I, I can't wait to see what else I can do with it, man. Nice, and that's that's for you in a future local haul. So let me talk about my local haul. Um, not only did I get comics at uh, Kapow Comics, um, they have a small uh, selection of Transformers, both new and old. He buys collections of stuff. He has a almost complete collection of carded Advanced Dungeons and Dragons figures. Yeah, and they're not that badly priced, honestly. <laughs> And uh, but I didn't get Dungeons and Dragons figures that are carded. I got my first G1 cliff jumper. I have I have a few. I have a, a keychain cliff jumper. I have I have like a G2 cliff jumper. I think somewhere. Yeah. I never owned an original G1 cliff jumper. Now I do. Wow. But so not that, only that. <laughs> that's big but, for you. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, I got everything was twenty five percent off. As I was walking out the door, I was like, wait a minute. Everything is 25% off. And I walk back in, and I'm like, hey, toys in that? He's like, yep, everything's 25% off. I was like, let's go look at this. <laughs> so nice. That's awesome. I got a a cliff jumper, of course, is a red. Oh, I cannot remember the car's name. It's like a Porsche something. But it's yeah. it's the, uh, whenever we were little, they we had penny racers. Yeah. If, you, if you know what super deformed is, they're like cars that are super deformed. I mean, they're real squatty, you know, same same style, but like squatted up. Um, but they also had another cliff jumper. But this is a yellow cliff jumper. And, and there was a thing, the first G1 Transformers, there were some errors on um, carded figures, they would have there's a red bumblebee, there's a yellow cliff jumper, there's a car that's not even supposed to be in the Transformers line. That's like a Bumble Jumper. It's a completely different mold robot that has never had a character. <laughs> it's nice. not Hubcap, yeah. but it's it's yeah it's just a it's just a character they never named uh, that either came on a bumblebee card or a cliff jumper card because he was nice. yellow or red. Well, this is this is a yellow cliff jumper, and I've never had any of the weird variants of G1 stuff. I don't even have any mini spies they used to put with your uh, your mini bot figures. There was even smaller little transformer. Uh, it's from uh, a car robots, um, but they were different colors. It's whenever they first introduced the uh, the rub signs. You know your. Autobots and Decepticons all come with symbols that are either the red Autobot symbol or the purple yeah. Decepticon symbol. Well, like the second or third year, they introduced uh, rub signs with mini spies. Mm-hmm. And what it was is you get a black sticker that was on your character. Yeah. When If you held your thumb on it, your body heat would show what they were, either Autobot or Decepticon. Oh, yeah. I love that. It, it was really neat. Yeah, and I never owned one. I'm, so I'm, I'm a horrible Cliff, Transformers collector. Cliff Jumper was a Porsche 924. Yes, very good. Yes. But and uh, so I have two of them now, and I'm very happy. That's awesome. <laughs> and but also for the same price, I got each one of those. Uh, we stopped by Cersei Walmart and mm-hmm. uh, just to pick some 
uh, like headache medicine or something up. Yeah. And I, I as as you do, browse through the toy aisle. Of course, it's and, just standard um, protocol. There was a there was a clearance aisle that I I almost missed because it was on the other side of the store, but I happened to I needed to go over the, uh, there to get something, and I saw clearance. I was like, oh, well, I'll stroll down the clearance aisle. What is that? Well, Walmart has an exclusive yes. vintage. So, you know, Hasbro's been doing this. The the Transformers have vintage G1 figures in G1 boxes. Well, right. they also did a little Star Wars vintage uh, really? G1. Kenner packaging. Oh, wow. Uh, yep. And it What'd is you an get? Imperial TIE Fighter. This is an $85 wow. toy. Yeah. No way in heck am I playing $85. What? $19? Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So now I own a beautiful uh, Imperial TIE Fighter. That That is way cool, dude. So whenever whenever I was little, you know, uh, the Star Wars toys were out and about and always wanted a TIE Fighter. Wanted two things. The two things I wanted were a TIE Fighter, which was which were white. They were white. I don't know why they were white. Mm-hmm. TIE Fighters are black. I, I, anyway, an Imperial TIE Fighter, uh, which, okay, they're gray. But anyway. Um, you, you, sound a little, you sound a little jaded. I'm not. And uh, Star uh, Darth Vader's TIE Fighter. Yeah. Because that, that was the vehicles That's that spoke awesome. to me. You know, I... An X Wing, oh, yeah. an X Wing always seemed too busy to me. Like my friend had an X Wing, and I was like, the, the the blasters don't stay on, the wings X up and down. The spoilers are, blah, blah, blah. and other than that, yeah, and an ad You know, it, it's funny now that I think about it. I only wanted the Empire's vehicles. <laughs> well, I mean, the Empire is pretty freaking cool. Besides a B Wing, I always wanted a B Wing. I, I don't ask me why. The bit, you know, the one with the cockpit that's yeah. off to the side. And, yeah, yeah. The thing's awesome too. That's but awesome. Anyway, You've got I'm some good happy. stuff. Very happy. All right. Uh, moving on to, have you seen it? I have not seen anything recently, but today we lost Tim Conway, and yeah, it got me thinking what my favorite Tim Conway movie was, and. Instantly, uh, everybody starts, you know, uh, standing at work. Oh, uh, I have to Google who Tim Conway is and then see if I've seen him in anything and stuff. Not me. I knew it was Apple Dumpling Gang. (laughs) I I absolutely loved Tim Conway and Don Knotts in the Apple Dumpling Gang. Ron Knotts! It's Ron Knotts! Bill Bixby's in there as well. Oh really? Yes. Incredible Hulk himself. Yes. Uh, I I just I just loved Apple Dumpling Gang, and with the loss of Tim Conway, it got me thinking about that. If you've never seen the old Disney film Apple Dumpling Gang, and you wanna, you're in for a good laugh. Give it a watch. First thing, of course, whenever I thought about Tim Conway, is Dorf on Golf. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, probably not politically correct these days, but gosh, dang it, that was funny as a kid. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Oh yeah. Dorf well, you know, I, I relate to you my uh story of watching uh Dorf goes fishing with my grandpa and 
it, it, it's absolutely one of my favorite memories, and that was so funny. I just remember he would laugh so hard that it would get me tickled, even if I didn't understand exactly what was going on. Just so funny. I, I, I was in it for the slapstick, you know, the, the physical comedy that, that was in the Dorf series. Yeah, but, I mean, Tim Conway, you know, being being our age, Tim Conway's always Mama's Family or, you know, Carol Burnett Show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, New Heart. <laughs> you know, we're talking movies like Cannonball Run 2. Yes. <laughs> the Apple Dumpling Gang. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's, you know, that's, that's way back in the day. That's like when my parents are watching... When they're done watching the Carol Burnett show, they're turning on Hee Haw. The Shaggy DA. My favorite Tim Conway film is The Shaggy DA. Oh, there you go. That is hilarious. Now, now you actually seen another movie that is on yours that I am very intrigued about. Please. Uh, well, let's talk about Glass. Um, All right. So... We both agree that Unbreakable is is one of the best M Night Shyamalan is probably the best M Night Shyamalan movie yes. made. Yeah, is one of the groundbreaking comic book movies that got snuck in before comic book movies got big. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I'm I'm pretty sure you're with now. Split you saw correct? Yes. You yes. know I seen Split and you love Split. Yes, loved it. I, I've watched it a couple of times. And uh, I agree. A split is, it was a great film. I mean, uh, James McAvoy's performance in that is is mesmerizing. You're just you're just staring at him the whole time, and uh, really got me ready for this movie. Now, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it. Okay. After you know all the controversy, all the uh, I didn't like it was a letdown and blah blah blah. Okay, and, so just tell me, did M M Night Shyamalan M Night Shyamalan this movie? Well, first of all, I, w- I want to speak to people's thoughts and opinions on this movie. I I don't I, I don't see how people were expecting Avengers Endgame or something, <laughs> which you know I think they were holding this to way too high of a standard. Um, because when I watched the movie, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The story made sense. Uh, the turn that happens in it, and it has an M. Night Shyamalan turn yeah. that a lot of people didn't like. I thought it was great. Nice. And and, well, and, and a natural, logical, you know. Conclusion. Uh, yes, absolutely it was. And, and it had me asking questions that I wanted to know and left me left me hanging, you know, like I want more. I'm sorry. I really liked Glass. That's awesome. Well, that gives me that gives me the the drive to actually go out and watch it now, because I I was honestly just gonna hold off till till it fell into my lap, you know, till it showed up on one of my streaming services or something like that. Uh, but now I'll actually go out and uh, give it a look and try to try to watch it now, because that 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 helps a lot there. Yeah. I mean, don't don't expect modern MCU. You know, don't, I mean, it's the characters out of the other movies meeting. It's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't see how you could have over, you know, expect too much from this movie. 
Yes. Let's wrap it up. I'm Ricky Westbrook. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky Westbrook. Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. You can hit us back at Not So Southern Gentleman at gmail.com. Sean, where can they find you? I am most active right now on my Instagram at Maynard98. Uh, hop on there. I've got some videos already posted that I've taken with my GoPro. Uh, I'd love to have a follow. I'll be sure and follow you back. Hit me up in uh, DMs and stuff like that. And we can talk comics. We can talk podcasts. But mostly just send us. We enjoy the emails. We seriously do enjoy the emails at NotSoSouthernGentleman at gmail.com. For NotSoSouthernGentleman, I'm Sean. I'm ready. Y'all have a good one. Bye. All right. After the Thrones, we are here. Penultimate episodes under our wing. We only got one left. And I have two questions. No, I have okay. two predictions. One is okay. from Brad Russell. That guy dies, this girl dies, and over there, he dies too. Thank you, Brad, for that astute observation. Yes, that's normally how this show works. Okay. Yes. Uh, but a serious question from Anthony. Okay. He predicts Danny gets poisoned even though Varys is dead, and which a lot of people missed. A no. lot of people missed. No, yes. no, no. I had four people at work go, Oh, did you know that he was, when he went, yes, when he was talking to the girl, <laughs> we will try again. He was talking about poison. Yes, I know. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, and, uh, you know, let's just, with, with this and as much information as we have to cover, we, we can play the uh, jump all over the place game, if that's fine with you. And um, while, it, while it's on my mind, while this is fresh, I want to know, did you believe Varys wrote two different letters, correct? He w he wrote one, and then we didn't see nothing, and he was writing, you know, uh, you know, prominent heir to the throne or something like that. You know, obviously he's discussing John. And then before uh, they come and take him away, he burns another letter. Now, I think that first letter probably got out. And oh, I yeah, yeah, he already had, so... In the first scene where you see letters, he's already got like three rolled right. and ready to go to Ravens. Yes, and and then on the on the next scene, he's writing out another, and there there aren't any other notes on that table. So yeah, I'm assuming that at least four or five, whatever, how many the ones we saw are out, and probably several more because I'm... he already think about this. He already had talked to the girl, got poison in place. Yes. Has been working on this, you know, for however long. That takes time to set up. I mean, yeah. You so, know how you know the the uh, breakneck speed they're going through this show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure all of Westeros knows about John. So, do moment. you think uh I'm thinking he he probably sent one to Dorne. He sent one to House Aaron and he probably sent one to the Iron Bank. House Aaron, who the hell Robin. Oh, to Robin. Robin, well, Sir Ro brave he, he, Sir Robin. Here's the thing. Here, it, We had this discussion at work. Robin may be a weird, weird child. Who knows where Littlefinger actually sent him? But nonetheless... Robin is the second Ramsey. <laughs> well, nonetheless, he's still Arya and Sansa's cousin. You yeah. know, I mean, at least you know there, there's, there, you know, their army. 
saved the day. So I, I think that, you know, that's a house that he would send a letter to. The Iron Bank is one. Uh, probably Dorn is another. You know, the, we, we got a lot going on. That's where I think he's sending these letters. There's probably other people that, you know, he sent them to. But those were the ones that popped into my mind is, where would he be sending these? So, uh, yeah, probably. So let's talk about, we didn't talk about the last episode either. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about the bad one. And <laughs> I, I told somebody today, they're like, how, how do you, how's this show landing on you? I'm like, look, the best episode of this show I've seen was this season. The worst episode of this show I've seen was this season. So, you know, it's, I, I didn't, I didn't like, I mean, it, there was a lot of, a lot of problems with that episode. To, to quote, to, to, you know, there's, there's a lot of complaining going on in the comments section 24 seven right now for anything pertaining to Game of Thrones. And to quote Ramsey Bolton, if you think this has a happy ending, you're not paying attention. They were dead the whole time? I, I just think that people put the idea of old Danny John, you know, and I was one of those. I, I am one of those. You know, if if I got to choose the ending, it would be awesome to have Danny and John on the throne. And I get that. I love House Targaryen. I love House Stark. I do not think this is going to end well for anybody. Uh, but before I, I before we finish, I will tell you uh, very succinctly what I believe the ending will be. But but first, I uh, well first know. let's let's talk but, about let's the talk. actual episodes. Yeah. Last episode wasn't great. How did you how did you feel about it? I had absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. That's that's fine. And just like, so you, you were talking about a lot of people are complaining. A lot of people have been complaining since the first episode of this season. The first three episodes of this season, I thought were great. I thought they were great. Absolutely. Absolutely. The fourth episode, I have some problems with. I don't hate it. I'm sorry, yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm enjoying the show. Uh, yeah, I could complain about stuff too, but I, I'm not. I mean, this fifth episode that we just saw was kind of amazing. Um, <laughs> the Golden Company is worthless, but... <laughs> oh, that was amazing. I loved that part. I loved it so much. Um, but uh, some great acting from um, Kit Harrington. Uh, you know, whenever the tide turns... Mm -hmm. But it, it's not against him; it's for him. But he's like, no. <laughs> um, that that is a great moment. It really shows his character. Um, say what you will about Amelia Clark, her acting, her her passion and hatred, and you know what she came through on this episode. She didn't have to say much. Well, it was all facial. Yeah, and she, she did a great did a job. Great job. Absolutely yeah. great job. Uh, and let, let's talk about Lena Headey. You know, uh, Queen Cersei, she got paid a million dollars an episode per season this year to stare out a window. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she's she's sitting high on the hog, too. You know, um, she, she is a character I never... 
I ain't gonna say never because there were certain episodes, but in yeah, in you, there the was grand, there was things the grand, you, I never you, there were certain episodes where you could uh, empathize with Cersei. Yeah, I never hated her like Joffrey. I never hated her like Ramsay Bolton. There, the, you know, Cersei's a thorn in the side, but she's a very entertaining thorn in the side. Because you never know what she's going to do. She's a wild card. And it is fun to watch crazy, powerful people. <laughs> Just because, yeah. you know, they might go a little mad. So, let's talk about some endings. How did you feel about Varys' ending? That That's fine with me. You know, uh, he played his part this whole series. I, I, have, I have really enjoyed watching... Varys and Tyrion and Littlefinger and all those little pieces that have intertwined and pulled each other's strings for, you know, for well, for the whole series. And, and I really enjoyed Varys. I thought he was... I absolutely did too. I mean, yeah. I don't see how people can complain about what he did. He did exactly what he said he was going to. He told yeah. her, if I feel you do not live up to being the best person for the people of this kingdom I, I will tell you and then I will do what I need to do to ensure that we find yeah. the right person and that's yes. absolutely what he did and she said if you ever betray me before I will burn you alive absolutely what she did Th they're both there's, people of word <laughs> there's, I don't there's no problem there none whatsoever um, the no. I saw somebody complaining about how oh um Grey Worm shouldn't have blah, blah, blah. He's blah, blah, blah. No. Grey Worm is after revenge as well as Daenerys. Oh, he yeah. He took her lead. <laughs> yes. Don't yeah. do... I, I, th that is just plain as day. I mean, I understand what happened there. Uh, Danny, you know, going all, you know, Stone Mad Cold. Queen. Oh, Mad, yeah. Mad Queen. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they fed... The, how they refed that line, you know, when the gods... When a Targaryen is born, the gods flip a coin. Yes. Uh, uh, calling back to Master Aemon, uh, Maester Aemon, um, man, and uh, uh, the loss of life. Uh, Ooh. The the what do you what did you think about Clegane Bowl? Clegane Bowl was worth the wait. Definitely lived up to it. Uh, you know, I, I love the Hound. Um, that the Hound was absolutely one of my favorite characters. The uh, Hound and Arya adventures, I, I could watch a show about that. Seriously. Uh, absolutely amazing. I, I I was so glad he got his revenge, and, you know, he got taken down by fire. You know, uh, a very fitting end for a person that... But it was his choice. Yeah, and the thing is, this is this is the reason I like the Hound, and the reason that there shouldn't be any complaints. He was a character that completed his story arc and ended positively after that story arc. He lived up to it. He changed from one person to another, and you know he he actually stuck to his guns and stayed the path. And you can you can respect that. Um, I will say there's 
you know, when earlier when I said uh, I have no problem with the episode, there there is one major problem I have with the episode. Really? Yes, one, just one, and and it's not the. It's not. It has absolutely nothing to do with Daenerys Targaryen. My my problem started the episode <clears throat> before last, and then led into this one. Wow! What? Please tell me it's not the Starbucks cup. No, it's not the Starbucks cup. <laughs> My problem is for this whole time, I've watched Jamie Lannister slowly become a good man. Slowly. Still doing not great things. Still being, you know, a hateful person. But to have him just straight up leave Brienne of Tarth after after all their friendship, after all their battles... They even became lovers. I mean, I why take him on this journey, on this path, not to have him not kill Cersei, but to hold her as the red keep falls down on them. That I was extremely disappointed in. Oh, that I was man, disappointed no, in. no, yes. Sean. He no. should have killed her. And, no. and, and, and drop a building on her. I realized, yeah, yeah, yeah. She deserved a bloody like one of those. He goes in for the that's hug, a that's a then, monument to her avarice. That it is perfectly fitting that the red keep, which she coveted so much, oh, I'm is what it. destroys her other utterly. But I now, wanted her to. You are be completely wrong on the story. Completely wrong. No, no. They start so. He has a great character arc. He absolutely does. He goes from this wretched, despised... You know, his father even tells him, you know, in that famous scene where he's gutting the uh, elk or whatever it is, you know, that you need to be the man you were meant to be now. Not today, not tomorrow, now. Right. And and he, he does. He becomes, you know, an honorable person and somebody who wants to do right and somebody who recognizes, you know, uh, uh, serving others and, and, and being kind and, you Nightly. know, allows, allows himself to, you know, uh, love another, you know, yes. experience love from another person other than, you know, Cersei and knows there's more to life. And, you know, but so Brienne's story intertwines with his in that one episode and it completes part of her arc and it's really great to see you know them fight together and you know that that her love was recognized but that's not Jamie's story it absolutely isn't it never was and Jamie knows this from the moment he steps in the room to the moment he leaves the room Jamie knows that Cersei's in mortal danger Jamie recognizes that he absolutely loves Cersei Regardless of what she's done, uh, Tyrion even says it. You know, I, you oh. know, she even he, him, and him and Tyrion talk about that was uh, a rough before scene the there. before the Battle of Winterfell. Him and Jaime talk about their time, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, Cersei's always been a monster, and Jaime's like, well, he she hid it from me too, and he's like, no, no, she, no, she didn't. You knew she was, and you loved her anyway. Yeah, and. It, that's still there, and she's going to die. He knows she's absolutely going to die. He's going to be with the person he loves, and he's going to save her if possible. 
That's that's, that's because they're brother. That's, that, that's because no, it's not. That's I, who I, he I, is. I know. And in the end, just... they they came into this world together and they died together. Yeah. All they yeah. needed was each other. And that, he he was a hero, you know, and he was a a symbol of love. Honestly, yeah. I mean, it's really it, sappy to say, but I mean, that's it, it. It makes story sense. I mean, it's epic storytelling. Well, see, uh, it just goes to show that you know, it, that's the thing we we like. I think that's the thing we've all loved about Game of Thrones is we love characters, we get invested in them, and then the writers just kill them off. And we've always known that well. I'll find new characters to love this season, next season. And this is the end, and I think that's the reason the complaining is so high, is because when the character you love dies, that's it. There's there's not any more after this. There's not another character going to fill that spot, that void that you know. And And I get it. We're getting super close to the end, and people are just... I, I just... You know, I that was my main complaint, and well, you know, I'll, I'll live with it. It's fine with me. It's kind of silly to me, but somebody summed it up really well uh, the other day when I was listening to another podcast. They said, you know, whenever you first start watching something you really like, there's it's like a huge, a gigantic funnel. Like there are so many possibilities from these two or three grains you're watching, and you know they could go anywhere. They could do anything at this point. But then when you start to get to the end of the funnel, there's less and less possibility. And then finally yeah. you're right at the, you know, you're on the precipice and there's yeah. only one way you can go. And that might not be a way that you envisioned wanted. and yeah. you didn't like it. No, you wanted, you wanted this one to be first, not this one. Yeah. And I get that. Um, you know, and th- there's so many people are drawing comparisons to Lost. And it's really upsetting me because Lost was a great show and ended well, and they were not dead the whole time, you idiots. Lost was an incredible show. One of the how, best. I've said it before and I'll say it again, how do you watch six seasons of a show and come to the conclusion, the incorrect conclusion, <laughs> that they were dead the hey, whole time? Because they weren't paying attention, just like Game of Thrones. No, no, no. But how do you watch six seasons and not pay attention? I understand if you watch two seasons and go, eh, it's not for me. Have you how watched do you get the through, news lately? How do you, you get through six seasons and go, eh, it's not for me? Yeah, I get it. Um, So, here's, here's another thing. Um, Arya and the Hound, the adventurers themselves, make their way to this was something that was like really throwing me off you know they're making their way into king's landing and they're straight up walking like assassin's creed through that crowd of people just wish 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 moving them to the side like they're absolutely nothing and the moment aria loses the hound i think she lost her assassin abilities because she bumped into everything and fell down every single time well, you're talking about two different two different mentalities, though. Like, whenever they first come in there, it's just people milling around in a hurry. You know, I mean, it, you've been in that kind of crowd. You yes. have not been in a, oh my God, we're all going to die crowd. 
it, I just can't, you know, you'd think that's when her honed senses and her training would kick in and be like, I got this. She should take the high ground and go parkour on it. And like, I, I understand where they were leading. It was all leading up to that last scene with that ashen horse. Uh, you mean, you mean there was a pale horse? Yes. Could you, could you say it was a pale horse? Yes. Although, although I believe they're with a so, rider. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, we, we, we've dodged around that. I, I straight up think Arya's on, she, she's on a mission to kill. There's one more name just appeared at the bottom of the list. And, uh, you know, who are you going to kill? No one. <laughs> no one. Yeah. You know, I, I fully believe that Arya is on her way to kill Danny. And uh, I think she's going to kill Grey Worm and uh, take his face and use that to get close to Danny and take care of some business. Mm, but, so... but, but there is one scene that I need to see that I need to have happen in the next episode. I want John to get hit with fire from Drogon and just walk right through it. Well, so Th- those are two things that but, I but, 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 that now, are hold in on. my prediction. Wheel. I don't know. Can, has Danny ever had dragon fire on her? It, it's still fire because well, it's magical fire. It's there's a difference. I still, I think, I think, I think. Just like, just like Valyrian steel is different than regular steel. Dragon fire in the show is different than regular fire. I still think it could happen. Like, I would love to see it. Like, okay, if John is inside a building and Drogon lights it on fire and he, and they, like, everybody walks away thinking blah, blah, blah. And he walks out of the flames with his, his stuff on fire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got, I got you. But, um. I think, I don't know. I I thought it would be Tyrion. She takes his face. And, and Tyrion, kills. maybe. But I, I, don't get me wrong. At this point, I would love for Tyrion be the the person that makes it through. Tyrion lives. Um, Tyrion lives. I and, call Tyrion lives. Well, my uh, I'm going back to my with, with the way this last episode played out. I'm going back to my original um person sitting on the Iron Throne. Uh, I believe somehow, some way, Danny and John are going to die, and I believe Sansa and, and Tyrion. No, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, not Sansa and Tyrion. It's yes! going to be it's going to be Gen- Gendry Baratheon and Arya Stark. No, she's never going to be the lady. Dude, she's already said she that. She had an emotional. She had an extremely emotional moment when she seen that family. And I think that triggered something. I think seeing that lady and her daughter burned, I think that triggered something very emotional. I don't think she wants to die. I so don't you're think telling she wants me, to be an assassin. I you're think telling she will me, kill Danny, kill Danny, and go back to Gendry. You're telling me that the character who looks most like their their aunt, Lyanna Stark, yeah, and the son of the guy that was supposed to marry Lyanna Stark 
are going to end up getting married and be on the throne. There's going to be, like there should have been at the start of the series, the reason reason for Robert's Rebellion, there's going to be a Baratheon and a Stark on the throne. Is that what you're telling me? Because that that sounds way too intelligent for you to have sussed out. So, <laughs> oh, on that note, I'll be hanging up. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> I guess that's where we'll end it today. <coughs> so yes, that was all my prediction. Nice. I don't have anybody to talk Game of Thrones with. So I created that one myself. Thank nice. you very much. It's for not so Southern gentlemen. I'm Ricky and Game of Thrones talk. I guess. I, I, Sean, I put together sentences sometimes. <laughs> That's it. Have We're a done. Good one. We're out. Bye.